drone tech, data, AI. Innovation continues to shape and define our future, giving rise to a new breed of startups, gadgets and gizmos, changing the way we view education in its traditional form and how we live, work and consume. Welcome to The Realist Futurist, a podcast about exploring the trends in tech, gear, the changing global landscape, and a wide variety of subjects that are all things future. I am your host, Ali Satchu. Join me as we journey together, exploring what this fascinating future holds for our lifetime and beyond. Subscribe today on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The future starts now. episode 2 part 1 a two-part series covering apple rumors for 2020 in this episode i will cover apple watch series 6 in a potential new subscription style service coming to apple devices make sure you stick around to the end and listen to part 2 as we will cover everything else including the full lineup of apple hardware that we could see in the coming weeks Throughout this two-part series, I will highlight what I think might be a potential groundbreaking upgrade on Apple Tech, and towards the end of part two of the series, I will wrap up with rumors that I think might be a stretch for 2020, but treat it as a teaser on what 2021 could bring for us. So stick around and let's get started. This episode is brought to you from various sources of leaks. The main sources include Apple Insider, Mac Rumors, John Prosser, Max Weinbach, and Ming-Chi Kuo. All information I share on these series should be treated as rumors that may not come to life, even though these sources have typically had a pretty good track record. I hope, though, all of this information leads to an exciting lineup of what we can all look forward to from Apple. Let's begin with the details around when we might see the drops and when the Apple event might happen. In the last earnings call, Apple reported that they were expecting a delay for a few weeks on the launch of the iPhones this year, and typically Apple does a September event, so it looks like an iPhone event is going to probably happen in October. Some rumors have pointed to a separate launch event for the Apple Watch Series 6 and iPads, particularly the week of September 7th. I'm not sure if it means much, but Apple's YouTube livestream link went online for the week of September 7th, so it is somehow pointing to a September event, but we'll just have to see what happens. Now, a few leaks have suggested that Apple would just do a press release on the Apple Watch Series 6 and the iPads. I don't think that makes any sense because both those devices are getting a pretty big upgrade and that should warrant their own event. Whether Apple holds one or two events, we're probably going to see a virtual event again, similar to WWDC. If you haven't already watched that event, I'd highly recommend it. It was pretty spectacular. I was glued to the screen, the drone camera shots, the panning from one side to another. They didn't lose me for one bit. 
that event, WWDC, ends up being a pretty good indication on what we might expect from the hardware front because when they start announcing the different software features, you'd quickly start realizing, okay, if that software feature is coming, then what does that mean for hardware? As an example, they announced the sleep tracking feature coming to watchOS. And the first thought that came to my mind was, okay, what about battery life? Today, the Apple Watch runs for a full day, no problem, but you have to charge it at night. So if you're going to have to sleep with the watch so that it can track your sleep, you're going to need better battery life. If you know Apple, you know that they might not be the first to launch a feature, but when they do, it's usually done well. As an example, Apple was not the first company to offer MP3 music integrated into phones. It was actually done by Samsung and eventually picked up by brands like Simmons and Nokia, who actually did a much better job back then. But we know Apple usually announces a feature much later, and when they do announce it, they do it pretty well. Now let's get back to the rumors. Let's break them down for you. First up is Apple services. Apple has increased its focus on subscription-based services, and more recently with the addition of Apple Arcade and Apple TV Plus to the already existing Apple Music, Apple News, iCloud. As much as I like this ecosystem, I do think it does lead to subscription fatigue. I've been a Netflix subscriber for quite some time, and I recently added Disney+. Plus. I've used Amazon for many years, and honestly, the Prime feature is an important shopping experience in my household, and I think they've really got it right with the whole one-fee-fits-all subscription. The Prime membership gives you access to their e-commerce platform. It includes Prime Music, Prime TV, Prime Storage. There's no comparison when it comes to content and the flexibility of their e-commerce platform when measured up against the Apple services. And I think it's time for Apple to consider some sort of a bundling offer. There's been rumors that Apple is finally doing just that, and I welcome this addition because honestly, I'm ready for some savings on their subscriptions. The supposedly new Apple One service is expected to bring a bundling offer under one umbrella, making it attractive to new entrants and to get other Apple users to sign up to more Apple services. Speaking of more Apple services, one of the more interesting and very timely addition to the subscription platform could be coming in the form of an Apple fitness feature. With gyms being shut down due to global lockdowns, rumor has it that Apple is working on a fitness-focused subscription-based service. If you've heard of Peloton and their fitness revolution over the last little while, you know that this is an incredible opportunity for everything fitness. Apple has increasingly made it its focus to make health improvements with the Apple Watch, and this type of service could bring the connected fitness experience to a whole new level. There might be room for Apple's connected workout equipment maybe in the future, but I'll be honest, the Peloton is an expensive investment, and if Apple can figure out a more affordable, scaled solution with its products, such as the Apple Watch and Apple TV, without the equipment, I think I, for one, will be subscribing to a service like that. In my mind, this is a game changer, if it actually happens. It's a natural transition with the current global circumstance and fits in really well with their Apple Watch device. I'd love to see some live classes with world-renowned instructors, maybe as a pay-as-you-go service, or pre-recorded sessions for maybe some sort of fixed monthly subscription price. There's so many ways Apple could introduce the service. Remember when Apple launched the Apple TV Plus last year? If you bought a particular device, you got it free for a year. I'd love to see this type of service free for maybe three months if you bought a brand new Apple Watch. That could really jumpstart the launch of the service. The ability to get competitive with friends, family, colleagues, and reach the top of a leaderboard could just be the motivation we all need to step back into the fitness routine. 
I think the Apple Watch fits in really well because you could get calories and distance traveled and the rest of the stats on your watch while you stream the service on your Apple TV or any of your other Apple devices. Hey, I would participate if I got a notification of a virtual race that was happening in my local area. Fitness needs to be more fun, and with the connected devices that we all own today, I think this is a perfect time to introduce a service like this to encourage this lifestyle all in one ecosystem. Now let's talk about the Apple Watch, probably one of my favorite pieces of gear lately and a perfect companion to a fitness-like service. I'll be honest, I was never a fan of having a phone on my wrist. One more reason to be distracted and one more device I have to remember to charge every night. I got into smartwatches when I first purchased the Garmin Phoenix 5X for hiking and the GPS feature. The Garmin is a different type of watch and it does what it does really well. It's rugged, the design is really cool and I like the long battery life and the GPS sensors on it. Before Watch Series 5, I couldn't get myself to purchase an Apple Watch because I just couldn't imagine to have to flick the watch to be able to see the time. So I really appreciated when they announced the always on feature. In fact, even after I bought the watch then, I kept my Garmin watch for many months to make sure it was really what I wanted and I was ready to make that jump. I can now say that I'm a huge fan of wearable tech and where it's heading. The ECG feature and now with the leaks of the next iteration, I can't wait to get my hands on it. Before I begin with Apple Watch rumors, I want to share a good news story which is why this tech really excites me. An Apple user wrote to Tim Cook a few weeks ago. Tim. Thank you for bringing the Apple Watch to market. Late this evening, I felt strange and used the ECG feature. It showed that I had atrial fibrillation. Four times. I went to the hospital where they verified it, even though it was missed when I was there last month. I will make sure all those I care about have an Apple Watch. Gratefully yours, Ray. And so Tim replies, Ray, I'm so glad you sought medical attention. Thanks for sharing your story with us. It inspires us to keep pushing forward. Best, Tim. What an incredible story, and there's been so many more. This one just happens to be the more recent one. I think the future of wearable tech is going to be very exciting. Imagine having your temperature monitored or recorded by your earbuds or your glucose being tracked right on your wrist. When Apple brought the fall detection feature, contacting emergency authorities on your behalf and alerting your loved ones, that's when I figured that Apple was serious about these health features. The Apple Watch is a health and lifestyle promise, and the future of wearable tech for Apple is going to be very exciting. The breakthroughs will come when Apple finds ways to add more sensors, perhaps using other existing products such as the earbuds, or maybe detachable accessories to cater to a wider health market. Speaking of sensors, one of the most anticipated features of the Apple Watch this year has to be a leaked rumor around a sensor to monitor blood oxygen saturation levels. Being able to monitor your blood oxygen levels during times when masks are a part of our everyday life is a very timely feature. Having the ECG feature alongside this new sensor can open up a lot of new features on the Apple Watch. I mean, just imagine your training can be focused on both optimum heart rate levels as well as good oxygen saturation levels. Apple will definitely use this new sensor for improved sleep tracking. And there's also been rumors that Apple is focusing on emotional and mental health, potentially warning individuals of hyperventilation or panic attacks. There's lots of use case scenarios here. You could encourage someone to do breathing exercises or alongside that get some guided meditation done. The possibilities are endless and I'm excited that Apple continues to innovate in this space. 
as I mentioned earlier, the sleep tracking feature was already announced at WWDC, and with that came the obvious battery improvements. Rumors have pointed to a few things. There has been a larger capacity battery that's been floating around on the interweb, and there's been some talk of a processor upgrade that could run the watch more efficiently and perhaps give us longer battery life. There was also some rumors around micro LED technology over the current OLED display to improve battery life. We certainly need significant battery improvements on the Apple Watch. I think if Apple is able to introduce some fast charging options on the Apple Watch, that could really solve this problem for them. There's also been some more rumors of a unibody design, and this essentially would improve waterproofing on the Apple Watch. Apple could potentially remove the physical button to improve waterproofing and introduce a haptic feedback style button similar to the iPhone 7. This could particularly be interesting to a new segment of Apple Watch users such as divers. Now we know diving watches can be very expensive, but to have the blood oxygen saturation levels, your heart rate monitoring all on your wrist could get exciting for this particular segment. This brings me to a close on the Apple Watch Series 6 and the fitness feature rumors. The Apple Watch is a useful and an attractive piece of gear, however I'd love to see it adopted by more people. The technology keeps getting better and I hope that it can be had for under $200 someday. For now, I do think that it's a bit of a luxury, not a necessity, but it does come packed with pretty good features. Stay tuned and check out part 2 for the rest of the rumors where I'll cover Apple hardware such as iPhones, iPads, MacBooks and more. Don't forget to subscribe and keep coming back for more. I'm on Instagram at The Realist Futurist, on Facebook as The Realist Futurist. And check out the show notes or the website at therealistfuturist.com for affiliate links. Thank you for using the links and your support. Consider leaving a review because I'd love to hear from you. This is your host, Ali Sachu, signing out. (music) 